Well, a very warm welcome to you all. <coughs> warm on the inside anyway. It's pretty nippy on the outside, isn't it, at the moment? As Ellen has uh, indicated, we're starting a new series today, a new mini-series. And over the next three weeks, we'll be looking at some essentials, some things that we, some values that we consider are necessary for any um, healthy, growing church, but are particularly at the heart of our church life here at CBC. And the first of these values is community. Francis Schaeffer, the theologian and philosopher who founded the Labry community, said that our relationship with each other is the criterion the world uses to judge whether our message is truthful. Christian community is the final apologetic. And we're all part of communities, aren't we? So uh, Elsie, who was dedicated a short while ago, is surrounded by a community of family and friends. We are part of uh, professional communities, neighborhood communities, communities of interest, online communities, and more. But our focus today is on the Christian community, a community described by John Stott as a community of the cross, for it has been brought into being by the cross, and the focus of its worship is the Lamb once slayed, slain and now glorified. And as uh, Cindy has helpfully mentioned already, that community can be experienced in different ways. It can be experienced worldwide. I wonder if you've had, had that experience, uh, we, we certainly have had, of being miles and miles away from home and you meet someone you've never met before uh, and they're a Christian and immediately there's a connection and there's a spark because you're part of a worldwide community. I'm sure many of you have had that experience. Um, all being well, Yako and Karina are with us this morning. Can you give us a wave? Great, at the back there. So um, they were part of this local community here, very much part of the local community here, but are still part of our worldwide community, and we're going to be hearing from them uh, a little bit later. They've come all the way over Australia just to be here with us this morning. Isn't that fantastic? So we'll be hearing from them, but either side of that, I wanted to share some brief reflections on a passage that is all about community. And uh, if you have a Bible, this is the time to turn to it because we're going to be going through it section by section. Um, it's actually Romans 12 verses 3 to 18 that we're going to be look at, uh, looking at. There's still loads of Bibles over there, still time to grab one if you want to. There's a solitary one over there and there are some on the desk over there um, by David. So if you do want to follow in, in a Bible, then please do so. It's page 1139 um, for those who are not familiar with looking up a Bible reference. So, in the first part of this section, Romans 12, 3-8, Paul describes the basis for Christian community. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. 
We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So the basis for our community is that in Christ, we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. So by virtue of our relationship with Christ, we are in relationship with each other. And it's not a casual relationship either. Under Christ as the head of the church, we are one body and we belong to each other. I don't know if you've ever stopped to actually think about that phrase. We belong to each other. Part of one body, but we have different gifts. So we're an organic unity, but with purposeful diversity. And we all have our parts, therefore, to play in this community. There are no vestigial organs in Christ's body, no body parts that have no role to play. There's no room for passengers in the church community. We may not have the same role as someone else, but our role, whatever that role is, is important. And if we don't know what it is, then we need to find out what it is. So that's the first thing. This is the basis for our community. We are an organic unity with purposeful diversity in Christ. That's how it all begins. But then from there, Paul goes on from the basis of community to the heart of community in verses 9 and 10. Love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, honour one another above yourselves. So at the heart of Christian community is love. And as it's clear from these words, love is not wishy-washy. Notice that love and hate go side by side. Christian love has standards. Christian love believes there is such a thing as good and evil. That there is such a thing as right and wrong. And that wrong shouldn't be tolerated. Christian love isn't a passive acceptance that we're all different and that we just need to learn to get along together. Far from being passive, in a church community, it expresses itself in a commitment to each other and to outdoing one another, as one translation puts it, showing each other honour. So the message, trans, the message version of the Bible translates this verse as, be good friends who love deeply, practice playing second fiddle. So that's the heart of our community. And if all this sounds rather like hard work, then we're probably on the right track. Because like a marriage, community doesn't just happen. It takes work. Author Philip Yancey wrote that anyone can form a club 
It takes grace, shared vision, and hard work to form a community. And so Paul goes on in verse 11, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Literally, Paul says, don't be lazy in zeal, but be hot in spirit. And I'm reminded of the words of Jesus to the church in Laodicea. Because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. So be earnest and repent. So community doesn't just happen, it takes work. It takes time, time to establish, time to develop. And so Paul continues in verse 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Now, Christian community, at its very best, is a beautiful thing. It is a foretaste of heaven. But it is only a foretaste and not the real thing. And between the foretaste and the full experience, there is struggle and there is challenge. And for this, patience is needed. Christian hope is the confident expectation of something that has been promised. But sometimes that promise can seem a long way away from fulfillment. We get discouraged, we get disappointed, we get frustrated. And Paul says we are to rejoice, nevertheless, because we know that ultimately all will be well. We're to keep going in the face of pressure, whether that's pressure on the church community, from society pressing in, pressure from the, within the community itself, when there are tensions uh, in relationships, or pressure from the circumstances of life. Sickness, bereavement, unemployment, flooding, whatever that might be. And underpinning our rejoicing and our perseverance is prayer. So we have the basis for community, our relationship with Christ and each other. We have the heart of our community, which is love. The passion for community that we need, it's going to take hard work, it's going to take zeal, and the patience that we need to achieve community, to keep going with rejoicing and prayer. Now, a couple more things to say on Romans 12, but let's just pause there for a moment and ask ourselves, is this what community looks like here at CBC? I think it does, to some extent, but there's always room to grow, isn't there? There's always room to move on. We never achieve it perfectly. And community is experienced because we consciously continue to do these things. Now, at this point in the message, I thought it would be useful to talk to, hear from Yako and Karina. So if you'd like to make the long way <laughs> to the stage from the back there, join me. While they're on the way, um, I stumbled across this excellent graphic the other day, um, which makes it clear just how big Australia is. If you look on the east coast there, um, we've got the UK, just taking up about a third of the east coast. 
Um, Yak and Karina are based in France, believe it or not. They may say it's Australia, but just at the top there in the green, that's France. But Australia's huge, isn't it? Yes would be the right answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you never get used to, like, as a European, like, you never get used to how big that place is. Yeah, Welcome. Yeah. Do you want to operate this or would you like me to operate this? Um, yeah, no, I'm happy to operate it. Or, okay. Uh, yeah. So that little, that little spot there, the second one up, you just feel it on your finger. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's what you need to press. Well, welcome. So many of us know who you are. Many of us don't, so just tell us uh, who you are, what you're doing in France, I mean Australia, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and why aren't you there now? Um, yeah, so, yeah, uh, good morning, or good day, I should say. Um, uh, this is the, uh, uh, are we going to the next one? That's, ah, that's one. it, yes. That's so, yeah, we are the Lunan family, Corina, myself, and our two children, who are now in the, uh, the, the children group, uh, Joa and Amy. Um, and we are a mixed couple. I come from the Netherlands, as you might hear in my accent, and Karina is from Chichester. And um, we uh, met in Amsterdam, got married in Arundel, just down the road, and um, that was in 2009. And in uh, that time after, yeah, we, we felt the call on the Lord to, to serve, to use whatever the Lord had given uh, to us uh, to be a blessing. And uh, so we prepared for missions, and uh, for me that was learning how to fly. Um, and um, yeah, at that time we were we started to become members of CBC, and together with uh, the church community in the Netherlands where I grew up um, with CBC, we were sent out in 2016 to a place called Arnhem Land, Australia, and it's on the tip north there in Northern Territory. This is a, a fast, uh, remote. Uh, hot part of Australia, and it's a part where the Aboriginal people group called the Yongu, they call that uh, home, and uh, yeah, we've had the privilege to to serve, um, um, we've had the privilege to serve there um, in different places, different communities, and different roles. For me, initially, to fly with math, Karina with Bible translation, and we still do that a little bit. Um, but our main focus now is to work with pioneers, and uh, that works in titles. Um, of, uh, that work means that we focus on discipleship, so enabling uh, younger Christians to grow in their faith and to uh, then disciple others as well. That's the hope. And um, yeah, so that's uh, that's our main focus. And yeah, um, our uh, our role currently is to look after, care for, and lead uh, a team of four families out there. And why we're not here, or why we're not there, is that uh, every two years we've got the privilege to go back home. Although that's a complicated question, what home is for our family. Um, but but the very yeah the the various churches. Um, to kind of brief back on the work, but also reconnect, and um, and yeah, not only to to yeah, obviously to say thank you and uh, reconnect with friends and family, but also to hopefully be a blessing and report back from uh, what what happens there, and uh, in in that way to be a blessing as well. So that's great. So we've been thinking about community this morning. You will have your own kind of communities in um, in Australia, in that Northern Territory. Do you want to tell us a bit about those and 
what they look like, you know, what that look like, looks like in practice, and maybe whether any of this Romans 12 stuff was relevant to you. Yeah, sure. So um, I think something that stood out is something you highlighted as well, Roger, um, the verse of, um, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. And um, as Echo just said, like belonging, <laughs> where do we belong as a, a family that... Um, came from two different places and now live in a different place. And um, it's, it's a need to belong. Um, and not just for us, but it's a human need that we all experience. Um, and yeah, just the, from this passage, like the reality in Christ is that we do belong to one another. Um, it's not saying we should try to belong to one another or um, we should act like we belong to each other, but um, yeah, the spiritual reality is that we already belong to Christ and to each other. Um, and that's a reality that Christ has bought for us with his blood um, and a reality that um, we can work out together what that looks like <laughs> um, when we're face to face and when we're far apart. Um, so I guess the communities that we're part of um, in Arnhem Land, this is our team. Um, you, no, this is good. You can see that we're spread apart. So what's the distance between where we are and the other team? 200, 200 kilometers. Yeah. So our team's spread across 200 kilometers. Um, some of them are on islands. Um, so this is probably our closest community, our team, with each other. It's a place where we work out what it means to be devoted to one another in love. Um, but it's a, it's a challenge to be a community when we're so far apart. Um, if we see that someone's having a really hard time and another team member wants to go there and be with them, that can mean a plane journey, um, which can be expensive, but it can mean being away from your own family for a few days to go and be with that person. It's not just a quick cup of tea. So, um, yeah, the community can be costly um, when we're so far apart. But also... Um, because you're doing something that costs you, um, the community can grow very close as well. Because we're sacrificially serving each other, um, we experience um, Christ's love for us through each other. And then do you want to do the other one? So yeah, this is our team again, um, together. And the next one. So um, if I think about belonging um, to each other, then this is the what immediately comes to mind for me. So this is um, a ladies' Bible study that I'm part of. And as you can see, we look very different from each other. Um, and like speaking about human cultures, there are things which can make human cultures similar or different. What people value, how people like to spend their time, what's driving people. And if you look on a scale, I think kind of Western European and... Aboriginal Australian are apparently the farthest apart you can get from each other. Um, but still, when we come together in Christ and we come together around his word, in prayer, in worship, there's a sense of belonging to each other and a sense of love for each other, um, which is incredibly precious and um, special to experience. Um, yeah, I'll, I think I'll leave it there. There's more, but... Okay, so um, there's an opportunity later on today to hear more from you for those who'd be interested. So tell us about that and also tell us how we could be praying for you going forwards.
Yeah, so this afternoon at uh, 4.30, there'll be a, a tea and uh, we have some more time and uh, explain a bit more about what we just shared. Um, so everyone, very welcome to, to join. And, um, <coughs> and then also, um, yeah, we've got a, a, a newsletter. So anyone that loves to sign up and keep up to date with that, that's uh, there's a QR code over there or we'll, we'll be meeting at the back as well at the end of the service. So we'd love to... If you'd love to follow that, then that's an opportunity. And, uh, and yeah, in terms of prayer, like it's a spiritual, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's so important uh, to, for the work to be better in prayer. So a few prayer points for that we'd love to, to share as our team. Um, there's a bit of shared about that as well, like the health, heat, isolation, spiritual warfare are all things that are real uh, realities there as well. And, uh, and, and also the future of our team. Um, yeah, we'd love to see new people come. And, and the younger believers, um, they, they have a real hard time. And we'll explain a bit more about that this afternoon. But um, yeah, unity, love, and, and growth in faith, in the midst of huge challenges they face in their daily lives. Um, so yeah, no thanks for that. And uh, th those are some yeah. prep points. Great, well let's pray brief, briefly for you now. And um, yeah, let's use some of those, those points up there for prayer. So Lord, first of all, thank you for um, Yako and Farina and Karina and for your call on their lives. And uh, thank you that you've been watching over them ever since they went over to uh, the Northern Territory in Australia. Uh, we just want to pray for them and for their other team members, uh, that you will watch over them and give them good health, that uh, in the isolation that they face, um, that you'd protect them spiritually from the evil one. And we pray for um, the future team. Thank you for the team they have now, but Lord, there's evidently a need for more. And so we pray that you'd raise up the right men and women to serve alongside them. And we do pray for, for the believers that they're seeking to, to reach, uh, to um, lead in discipleship, and just ask you to give them a unity. I pray that you'd teach them to love each other, and we pray that they would grow in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Can I have the... Oh, it's back. So that's great. So 4.30 this afternoon, if you'd like to come along and hear more from Yako and Karina, they'd, they'd uh, very much welcome you um, later on today. So just two more aspects of community that I want to draw out before we close. And the first is the practicality of community. So we're in verse 13 now. Paul says, share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. So this love, which is at the heart of community, is a very practical thing. Now, many of us are sheltered from the impact of cost of living crisis, but many of us are not. And it was exactly the same in Paul's day too. There were those who had everything they needed, and there were those who didn't. And so Paul encourages those who have to look out for and to support those who haven't. And he encourages the church to literally pursue love for strangers, or as we have it translated, to practice hospitality. 
So the Christian community isn't a community that's closed to other people. It's not a clique that's just protecting its own interests. On the contrary, it opens its arms, or should do, to newcomers. And maybe you're sitting next to or close to someone this morning that you don't recognise. Why not take the opportunity today to, to say hello to someone that, that you don't know um, and give that person the welcome that Christ would give them as a, as a stranger, as someone um, you've not yet met? Practice. The practicality of community. And lastly, the grace of community. <clears throat> Verses 14 to 18. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So a healthy community needs grace. Grace is undeserved favour. And in this section, Paul describes grace in various forms. So grace is to respond to persecution with blessing and to evil with good. Grace is to practice forgiveness because we have been forgiven. Grace is to identify with others in their mourning or rejoicing. However, we might be feeling ourselves. Grace is to associate with those who are not like us, who others might consider beneath us, imitating Jesus who came down to our level. Grace is to do what is right in others' eyes, giving up our freedom in some aspect perhaps for the sake of the greater good. Grace is to seek harmony and peace with, other, with others as far as it depends on us for the good of all. We show grace because we have been the recipients of grace. So this is what healthy community looks like according to Romans 12. The basis for it is our relationship with Christ and each other. At the heart of it is love. There needs to be hard work and zeal. There needs to be patience with each other and with external circumstances, keeping going with rejoicing in prayer. It's a practical thing. And we need grace. We need to be the receivers of grace and the givers of grace. I hope and pray that you will find community here, that you will enjoy community here, and that also you will play your part in it. Amen.